so we're going to start this named debate. All right, no. What we got to do is... <laughs> so, we said we'd talk about Harry Potter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for You. Should we say that in unison? Should we do that? I don't know. Three, two, one? I'd kill... No. <laughs> that wasn't a three, two, one. That was like an immediate... That is a three, two, one. No, no, no. You said, said three, two, one. No, but I was saying, should we do a three, two, one? Oh, yes. Okay, three, two, one. Hi, everybody. I... Oh. I okay. did not know what we were doing. <laughs> hi, everybody. Okay. okay. How about, hi, everyone. Welcome to... Or... Whatever, man. We could just alternate who says, I'd kill a spider for you. I'd kill a spider for you, girl. I'd kill a spider for you. Baby? Baby, I'd kill a spider for you. Hell no. <laughs> if it was below my head and, uh... Yeah, it's too scary. Then I would do it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, okay. Harry Potter. Harry motherfucking Potter. There are so many things I to say. I it so much. Harry Potter has shaped our lives in ways that we cannot even Can't explain. explain. No. Can't even tell you. Harry I mean, Potter. I will. I'll be telling you. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you about all the side projects. So for me, Harry Potter was something that, like, when I was a little girl... I liked stories. Of course I liked stories. But I didn't like reading. And then my mother forced me to read Harry Potter. At the time, there was like, what, the three books? Yeah. First three, four books out? No, I think two or three. Probably the first three. She bought them for me. We were on a... um, I would like... She would... I remember this one time... Because I was... I would always do this. I was sneaky with my laziness. I would be... I would memorize things and then like pretend like I had read them. So if someone read it to me, I'd be like, oh, I remember it was this, this, and this. Um, I remember lying about reading Harry Potter and then my mom asking me questions, like follow-up questions. Couldn't answer them because I was a liar. Um, And then I remember we were on a car ride. I remember her beating me on the knees from the front. She was the front seat (laughs) and the back seat. She's like beating my knees. She's like, read the book. I bought you these books. Read the books. Don't lie to me about reading books. I was like, fine. And I read Harry Potter. And, um, it made me love reading. Yeah, that's and fair. And the effect that it's had on my life, I can never measure or no, give you back. you can't repay that. You can't repay shape. that debt. That's I, fair. I am, who am I without Harry Potter? Yeah, that's fair. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know, I've not met that girl. I don't know who she is. Maybe there might have been something else in my life that would have made me love reading, but nothing like Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and nothing made me love fantasy the way it did, nothing opened my heart the way it did. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter is to me, it's like, it really is magical. The feeling that so many people get when they think about Harry Potter or when they actually crack the books, because there is now a lot of, you know, mixed feelings on Harry Potter, and people have their feelings muddled by the movies and perceptions and this and mm-hmm. that, and all of its elements in popular culture. But when you crack the fucking Harry Potter books, you read it, and it's like, it's beautiful. Dursley's of number four, Privet Drive, are proud to say they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. <laughs> so good. So good. It cannot be benched. No, it can't. What about you? What was your first Harry Potter experience? Um, so, it was grade two. We had Madame Bowens. Or was that grade You keep three? name dropping our actual teachers. Sorry. So, we had a teacher. Docs Madame Bowens. Yeah. So, she... <laughs> I mean, she was magnificent in the sense that she introduced us to Harry Potter. Mm. Um, she read it to the class. I and didn't have Madame Bones. No, you didn't have Madame Bones. So I don't. I can't remember what grade it was. I was eight years old. So that grade two for you, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Seven or seven. Two. Grade three. Whatever. Whatever grade, grade it seven? was. Grade seven. Age seven. Maybe. Probably for you, if it was grade two. I think it was grade three. Then. Maybe. I don't seven, know. Eight, whatever. Eight, yeah. Whatever. But she read the first two Harry Potters to us, and then the third one... Uh, my favorite. Yeah, my favorite, too, um, came out later. I was really into reading because my mother had read to me since I was in the womb and also made it very clear that I needed to be reading. Um, and so the ones, like, genre that I was... Actually, there were two genres I was interested. Nonfiction paranormal shit. Which to this day. Which to this day is a thing for me. And then um, fantasy and, like, sci-fi stuff is, like, huge for me. But I think for what I noticed with Harry Potter was that, like, it offered me a sense of, like, escapism. Really? That I just have never really been able to duplicate with any other books. And it was just this feeling of, like, just being in this world that was so immersive and it was so beautiful and it was, like, exciting and 
like you'd read it and you get really attached to all of these characters and it was so nice and I think it's funny because I think most kids in our generation started reading them reading them when they were young and like by the time the last book came out we must have been I think we were like 16 or something 16 or 17 no no the last book came out in 2007 so we're 16 oh yeah so we were 16 yeah 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 yeah. so we were yeah so like we grew up we literally were raised on these books and it was it just like blew my mind it's one of those things where like um again people things get lost in sort of the popular culture like perception of harry potter and this and that those books are special they're like written in a special way yeah there's something about the way like obviously that the first few books they're more children focused and then as they time goes on they become slightly more young adult books rather than like tween books yeah um but they're like very funny mm-hmm. harry potter is a very very funny series and yeah. part of the protagonist is like a very sassy hilarious protagonist yeah like that's something that didn't translate into the movies at all no we're gonna talk about those okay okay the thing about Harry Potter movies is this. They're trash garbage? They're trash garbage, but you put one on, I'm watching it. Oh, yeah. Except um, for the fourth one. I have nothing. I will not. I You don't cannot. like the long skater boy hair everybody had? What's... I have maybe watched the fourth once. Really? Once. And then I couldn't watch it. It's better than it. that. I couldn't. I just okay. couldn't. I hate it so much. There were so much that they missed out on that I was like, how dare you? Yeah. That's fair. Um, but yeah, no. The Harry Potter books are very, very funny. They're very, like, they're very insightful, and they're very warm. That's the thing. They're so warm, and they're, like, so inviting, and they hug you with their, just the way that they're written, and the way the characters are written, and the way they interact. And, like, I've heard people criticize, like, J.K. Rowling's, like, messages about, like, love and blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, this character was messed up, or that character was messed up. I'm like, yeah, but that's the overwhelming message of love in those books is one of the reasons why, well, people love it. Mm-hmm. Because it's... There's a warmth to Harry Potter that is that is magical. There's a warmth to characters like Hagrid mm-hmm. and Lupin and Sirius Black. There's oh just God. like a warmth to these characters, and uh, even and Dumbledore as well. Dumbledore's one of those characters who, as you get older, you're like you're like fuck him, fuck that guy. But at the same time, that's fine. I, I you understand him. You're yeah. like you know what? If you were also leading a a, a war against a, a neo not a neo Nazi a Nazi crazy man, yeah. You know what? Sometimes children gotta get gotta yeah. be used. Pawns have to be used. I don't know what to I say. I don't know. But yeah. And just um, the overwhelming messages of friendship and the way the trio works together, which is something that, I, again, feel gets lost in the movies because both Harry, or, or all Harry, Ron, and Hermione all work together really well. And they support each other and they all have faults. That's another thing that I love about Harry Potter is that all the characters are flawed. Yeah. Like, Harry is very rash and Harry is also like, well, with reason, he thinks that he's the only one who can solve his problems, and he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Hermione is a perfectionist, and she's mean. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. I love it. She seems like a snitch. Do you oh know what I mean? God, she's right? such a snitch. Not like the golden snitch. No. Not like, like the break the kneecap snitch. <laughs> yeah. She did that in the third book. I know. I, she, I couldn't. I yeah. wanted to punch. Like, I remember I read that the first time, and I was like, fuck. You, Hermione. Fuck <laughs> you. And Ron is also mean, which is another thing I love. But Ron and he's is... like a little bruised peach of a human being. Oh, he so is. So fragile. So fragile. But it is understandable because, like, like there's so many qualities that are good about, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione that make yeah. them redeemable. Because, like, Harry's brave and he's, like, he will put himself in danger for people and he's so funny and, like, sarcastic and, like, so, like a real bitch. Um, <laughs> And Hermione's like very smart and she's and she's, she's like brilliant. Very brilliant. She's caring. She cares a lot about her friends. She cares about like social issues. She cares about the house elf house elf liberation front. Is that something you were missing in that story? Because I miss it. The house elf, you know? Do I need another white person advocating no, without the self determination of the sweet. of the marginalized human being? Listen, they were actual elves. <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't like a white black thing. Those were they were actually treated like terrible shit elves. Yeah, and if I mean if someone you have if you have to use your white privilege, Carmen, and that's what she was doing. Yes, but she was not allowing them to determine what they wanted. What they wanted was to stay slaves. <laughs> That is another story <laughs> for another um, okay. day. Okay, and then Ron, Ron, who is the most maligned by those movies, I will, I, I you're going to understand them. this. Yo, I will I, fight you in a parking lot about Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley is hands down, like, he's the He's the loveliest character, and he's so sweet, and, like, he, he has nothing. He is so giving. He has nothing. He has nothing to offer except for, like, love and his family. Friend, and, and friendship. And he gives it to Harry. 
without even thinking about it. He makes and he sure does that, that Harry with is part of his family, even though that means that there's one more person who will outshine him. Exactly. That um, man, Ron is just Ron the is best. Wonderful. Okay, okay. Favorite, your favorite character. Okay. Ron, of course. Okay. I would stand Ron forever. Yeah. Luna, motherfucking love good. Best. Yo. I love, I will love Luna till the day I yeah. die. Um, and, okay. Lupin is like a complicated one. Because there's part of me that will always love Lupin so much because of the third book. Yeah. And then also, I'm like, you get to like later books and you're like, wait, you're leaving your family now? <laughs> How the fuck dare you? How dare you? But yeah, no, I would say Ron, Luna are my top two. And then, hmm. Is there one to round out the three? One to round out the three. I don't know. I mean, I do love, hmm. I do love, like. Are you telling me you don't love Blaze? Blaze. Blaze is the most important character. Blaze and Beanie, of course. Um, no, no, no. Um, like, I don't know. I do love Harry, of course, but like, I don't know if Harry's no. anyone's favorite character. Hell Even no. though he has that like brilliant line when he's like, just please call me Sir Professor. So good. It's ridiculous. Ah. Um, I don't know. Dobby is a free elf. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you need to warn me. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's fair. I think for me, so Ron, number one, hands down, because Ron is the love of my life. Mm -hmm. I just, like, I remember whenever I'd go to the midnight, like, lineups for the books when they would come out, people would be like, don't spoil it, don't spoil it. But all I would do is I would grab my book, I would fucking pay for it, and the first thing I would do is I'd flip all the way to the back of the book to see, I didn't even care what the story was. I was just like, do I see Ron anywhere in the last few pages? Is he there? Did he die? Is and he good? Fine. Then I'm fine. And then I can read the book in okay. peace. Um, so Ron is number one. And then it's Luna as well because man, she is the best motherfucking character. Oh, I don't Luna's give so a good. shit. She's so good. I don't like that they put her with Neville in the movies. That's a, the thing is, that's a weird thing because that was like a fan thing. Like fans like yeah, to yeah. get them together and I never have. Honestly, oh, I, I was, thought she I was, was good with Harry. Yeah, me too. Because they understand yeah. each other's death stuff. They did. They understood each other. Like, the thing is, we'll get into Ginny, but like, Ginny is a great. No, Ginny's good in the books. She's in the fine. movies, she's just like. Oh. She's fine. Oh, so, okay, I guess other favorite characters. I mean, everybody loves Hagrid, of course. Duh. Um, like, I don't want to say I love Draco Malfoy, but I kind of do. But do you and love movie the, Draco no, no, Malfoy? I don't love Draco Malfoy in the, like, Lucy. he's so Do you great. love Luscious? Okay, Luscious Malfoy? <laughs> yeah, Lucius Malfoy in the movies is, like, one of the best characters. <laughs> but, like, but like no, no. Mal- Malfoy I love for being, like, so shitty. Yeah. Because, like, some people love him because they have this, it's like, they call it, like, they literally call it, like, Draco and leather pants because it's reference to this fan fiction. But... Whatever. It's the idea that Draco is like, ooh, Draco, like like the bad boy or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, he's a racist. No. But, <laughs> but like, but if you, when you reread Harry Potter, which I recommend anybody who is like, I remember Harry Potter, I used to like Harry Potter, or I'm mad at J.K. Rowling, or blah, blah, blah. Reread Harry fucking Potter. It's so good. And it's Draco so is good. the shittiest Human little being. shit who ever shit. He's so terrible like he's a, and he, he's a racist all and a he snitch. does is like yeah all he's a snitch he's a racist and then he just like follows them around i'm like to the point where i'm like i think you're in love with i really believe honestly the whole dreary shippers i'm like you are correct. in love yeah because draco stalks harry potter straight up straight up yeah for those who don't know like i guess i'm sure most people know but like shippers what shipping is is basically relation Shipping. Yeah, it's putting people who two put characters together. together that aren't necessarily and so together. Dreary is Draco and Harry. Yeah. Not a dreary shipper, but like I understand. I like I get it. I yeah, get that it. makes sense. You know the real the real gayness in that story though. Uh Dean Thomas and Seamus Finnegan. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's already been confirmed. Legit, like... The, by Seamus Finnegan. Yeah, he was like, oh, it's great that now um, Seamus and Dean can get married in Ireland when Ireland... Um, legalized legalized marriage. marriage. That's so funny. Mm. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. Was there another, a third favorite character you have? Oh, yes. Sirius Black. Oh, now, Sirius Black. anybody who knows me knows Complicated. that I... Complicated. Oh, God, I love him. Um, knows that I have a godfather that has... Um, similar personality has and like a outcomes. Little, little few things that are similar, <laughs> similar to Sirius Black. Yeah. Um, I won't get into what that is, <laughs> but it's funny because Terry's godfather also um, 
was framed for the murder of 12 muggles. That's what happened with her <laughs> yeah, godfather. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and he, um, but anyway, so I always liked Sirius Black because he reminded me of my godfather, but it's also one of those things where, like, Sirius Black is, like, one of those people who just is, like, complicated, and it's funny because him and his cousin, who kills same him, person. they're literally the same person, but Belgics. for opposite ends of I the mother-fucking-fight. One is fighting for the good of all wizard kind, and the other one is fighting for Voldemort. But, like... They're the same person. They're the same level of, like, committed... And the same level of crazy. I love them. I love them. Like, I, lo- I, think, I, I love I do. the parallel between Bellatrix and Sirius, and I feel like people don't give that enough credit. Yeah, and I do I do think that it's quite similar, or that they're quite similar in those oh, ways. Yeah. Um, so I do... And so anyway, so I love... I've always loved Sirius Black, but it's definitely... The order is definitely, for me, Ron, Luna, Sirius Black. Mm-hmm. And then the rest fall somewhere. And then the them. rest. But, like, obviously, our, the least favorite character will always be Professor Umbridge, I think, for most oh, Harry well, Potter Oh, well, Umbridge fans. doesn't even count, honestly, because I feel no. like... Because, like, okay, everybody kind of, like... For all that we're like, Voldemort's evil. We like Voldemort, because he's so ridiculously evil. He's cartoonishly evil. I mean, obviously, there are parallels in real life, but, like, he's so over-the-top evil that sometimes it's just, like, fun. Yeah, it's fucking Dolores hilarious. Umbridge can straight go fuck herself. And everybody no. feels that way because no, she's we've all met someone like her. We've all met someone like her, and she's literally one of the best written villains, like of ever, all time. Ever. Like, like if anyone disputes that, like I'll fight you. It's she's one of the best written villains of all time because, because she's we, relatable. Because she's we've relatable. all fucking we met all her. know her. We've all met her, and she makes everybody's like teeth on it. You're like, you're like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm yeah, jump into that book. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. And the thing is, I think that's one of the reasons, like, or the phoenix. Um, we should go book by book. But Order of the Phoenix does get a bad rap because of like Harry's anger and also but I think the thing is, you remember having bad feelings when you read that book because you hate Umbridge. Yeah, that's true. And she doesn't really meet her fate in the way that you want her to. Because oh. she ends up moving on. But that is very much like real life because just because you're evil doesn't mean that like you're going to be met with some sick ending or you're Mm -hmm. gonna like be locked up or whatever because that's not how the world works and like that's a difficult thing to figure out when you're 13 yeah so let's go book by book so harry potter like like it's our favorite things about him so the 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 opening chapter like excuse me the opening chapter of harry potter i kind of know by heart i have read the boy who lived just so many times i read it out loud i love it so much it like fills me with warmth, like the the the, the last sentence of it, like to Harry Potter, who the boy who yeah. lived. I still am like, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my god, Harry Potter, he lived, he managed to survive. It's beautiful. Um, I love Harry Potter, the the the, the philosopher's stone. That's great. So much, and yeah, when he meets Ron, everything's yeah. so sweet. The way he meets Draco oh in the Meta Malkins, and he's a straight up bitch. Yeah. Um, like. So just, good. Uh, everything about like Hermione becoming like part of the group and just so cute, so cute. It's all together a very cute book. It's a very very cute book with murder at the end because Harry <laughs> straight up kills a man. Um, good. Professor Quirrell is a weird in- instance because like I didn't think about this till I was older, but I was like, is he brown? Homie's wearing a turban and no one says anything. So either all Hogwarts is very cool. But didn't cool. they say that he wasn't didn't wear a turban? No, he didn't wear one before. But like, and then like, he came back and was wearing, wearing one, a and turban. nobody thought to be like, yeah. But like, if sir, he, like I don't why? know how like race works in the world of Harry Potter. Oh, I, I do. Okay, we'll, we can have that conversation we'll get later. Into it. Um, I don't know how race works in Harry in the universe of Harry Potter. Like, how do wizards think of race? I still imagine that if he was a white guy, they'd be like, "Well, why are you wearing that turban?" You know? Yeah. If he was, like, I feel like, it feels like if he like, was what would white, you say? he would put something on that's different. If Quarrel is brown, and then he comes back with a turban, people are like, oh, yeah. maybe he, like, changed his religion or something. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm just like, in my head, Quarrel should be brown. Um, that's adding some diversity to it. Even though he's, uh, I mean, a follower of Voldemort, but whatever. Um, yeah. The Man with Two Faces is the scariest chapter. I, yeah. I it's can't. still very upsetting. Yeah. Um. The idea that he had a head on the back of his head. How do you sleep? How do you sleep? I guess on your side. Um, how do you... Does, does Voldemort eat? Does he have... Does his mouth connect to, like, a different voice box and he shares, like, a throat or something? How does that work? Does the food Voldemort eat? How does do you he not poop suffo- it out? How do you not suffocate him in the turban? Yeah. 
So does he so does he eat? Does he breathe? If he doesn't do either of those, why does he have a nose or mouth? Yeah. And uh, if he does, does like if does Voldemort eat something? And like, cause Quirrell has is lactose intolerant, it'll affect the body. Like, does I that know. happen? Just gotta wonder. When he is eating the unicorn blood, is Quirrell drinking the blood, or is he giving a little little saucer <laughs> to the back of his head? It's a little a little milky saucer, just like <laughs> I hope sippy I sip Voldemort, like a sippy cup. Because if you imagine like holding a cup behind your head, a sippy cup would be the best. Yeah. Um, no, I honestly, blood. that, I remember thinking with the first one, I was like, I remember, okay, so I remember telling our teacher, Madam Bowens, about the book, and I remember waiting until we were going out to recess, and I said, it's obviously Snape. And she's like, I don't know, and she'd already read it. She's like, I don't know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And I was like, well, like, what are we waiting to see? Like, it's done and done. Like, it's, it's Snape. It's obviously Snape. And then when it was Quirrell, I was oh like, my God. what the fuck? Not, not, not what I was expecting. Only did I, you know, I thought that that was going to be the biggest twist in this series. How the fuck wrong I was. Oh, we'll get into Snape later, too. Mm. Okay, so Chamber of Secrets... Um, Gilderoy Lockhart in the oh, movies in the movies is the hands down the greatest casting I've oh, ever seen in my whole entire next life. to Bellatrix Lestrange because um, oh, yeah, Helen Bonham yeah. Carter as, Bell- as Bellatrix is the best, the casting, best casting in movies full stop ever. ever and then Gilderoy Lockhart thing is Gilderoy Lockhart should be younger but the act- level of acting that he puts in it is yeah. like uh, actually the level I mean but sorry the ages of all the actors who play the like adults in Harry Potter they are all, all way old. too old it's way too old I'm sorry Alan Rickman was 60 and he's playing someone in the first movie who should be 31 yeah and McGonagall <laughs> isn't supposed to be that much older no. than them either no Dumbledore is supposed to be the only old person. Yeah, I mean, no, I think McGonagall is supposed to be fairly old. I think she's like comparable to Voldemort age, which is only in like the. So she's a little bit younger. She's definitely younger. Um, okay, so then there's that. Oh, another very good piece of casting was young Voldemort in the movies. Ooh, ooh, that was great. That was the that was the best one. Yeah, in the Chamber of Secrets, he was real hot. Real hot. That's the thing. That's the thing I love about Voldemort is that he was like a very a handsome, banging, like young yeah, man. He was handsome and charming. Of course. And that's how he got all of his power. Like, you can't expect... Like, he, does he look like a monster now? Yes. But did he look like one before when he was getting followers? Mm-hmm. No. That's why they followed him. That's exactly. Um, okay, so uh, Chamber of Secrets, like, is Another actually twist. a very creepy book. Oh. When you think about it's it. It's horrifying. Like, like... You kidnapped a child. You kidnap a child. The whole, like, communicating through the book and, like, not knowing who's... On, it's kind of like a chat room. I think yeah, I've heard yeah. J.K. Rowling actually even say it's kind of like chat rooms and stuff. But, like, worse, obviously, because it's a, a demon man. Um, <laughs> I am Lord Voldemort is one of the funniest things in the world to me. Because that means that Tom Riddle was just, like, in Sitting his there room, one night. Writing his name down and being like, I am... Um, Ooh, that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound right. the one where it's something like, um, something like, hot... Milk rat mom or something like it's not yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but it's something like that. That's so funny. And it's just like the <laughs> anagram. Um, that's really good. Everything with powerful tongue is so cool to me. Yeah. Um, all of the suspicion that everyone has around Harry, like, oh, you're a powerful tongue, so you must be evil. I'm like, all right, guys, calm down. Calm down. Um, yeah, no, Chamber of Secrets and the spiders. I'll never forgive them for that. Well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, what is his name? Aragog. Yeah. He. Had a lot going on. Yeah, no, Aragog was just like straight up terrible. I mean, he's like he's fine as a character, but I just like the idea of being in those spiders. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, you and Ron can relate. Me and Ron can relate. Like in the movie when he's like, if Hagrid ever gets out of Azkaban, I'll kill him. I don't know if he says that in the in the in book. the book. I don't it's know. In the movie, uh, yeah. Moaning Myrtle is an excellent character. Yo, that girl is such a perv. She's a, uh, well. I I appreciate that because like she's like forever fourteen and horny. That's so. Like, she can't do anything about it, That's so she's so just gonna curve on boys. Um, okay, so things that were, like, left out that I miss. 
and like from the movies and stuff um all of the sort of like nearly had this nick death day party oh my god yeah because he wanted to be part of the of the like beheaded, the headless hunt the headless hunt but his he wasn't headless technically nearly headless oh nearly headless nick is a very a lot of the side character. characters are like funny wonderful and funny like sir cadagan or whatever his yeah. name is oh man and they didn't have him in the movie no. or peeves <gasps> Peeves. They did not have him uh, not a once. Not a once. Not a once did I get a Peeves. I love Peeves. Okay, third book. Best one. Definitely. Like 100% my all-time favorite all-time Harry Potter. My third book is like the pages are like me too. yellowed. The yeah, 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 yeah. Pull, like the, the, the book is like pulling the out of the spine. Yeah, 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 me too. Like it's busted. I yeah. love it so much. I read it so many times. Yeah. I think it's because there's, there's so many things about it. I feel like the Dementors are scary as a child and then something that you, like, relate to more as a teen and exactly. then as a young adult because, you know, that mental depression. Um, then there's, like, everything about Lupin and Sirius Black and Peter Pettigrew. Just everything about the Marauders is just so cool. And, and I so, hate like, that they didn't have that in the movie. Uh, it would have taken a literally really? the one fucking one line. Fucking line. Oh, especially at the end when he's, like, leaving his room yeah. and, like... They, they do all these allusions to the fact that clearly these are the same people because, like, the way Lupin's stuff, like, gets put away and everything, yeah. it's very similar to the Marauder's Map. Exactly. There's so many things that are, like, parallels and so obvious, and I'm like, one line of dialogue, baby. One line of dialogue. I don't understand why you haven't done it. It makes me upset every time. I know. But, like, yeah, no, the book's introducing, like, um, Sirius Black and Miss Lupin and, like, Snape's fucking douchey angst. And Peter Pettigrew, and like the reveal that Peter Pettigrew was Scabbers. Horrifying. Horrifying. Because I'm like, this rat was just sleeping. How is Ron ever gonna have another pet? He's, I mean, he's gone. I mean, he did have the owl, but. Yeah, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, that is creepy. Mm hmm. There's been a man in your room. nonsense. There's a man. And if Fred and George were like looking at the map this whole time, had they just never comment did they never look at Ron and see that there was a man sleeping in his bed because I would if my if I had a sibling I have two siblings if one of my sisters was at Hogwarts with me I would check to see what she was doing and if I see a man in her bed I'm like yo what's going on exactly no I know it was it was rough I like the third book because it's the only book that doesn't have Voldemort yep that is a very excellent point. It doesn't have Voldemort, at least not directly, mm-hmm. but it has these characters that will all play very key roles mm-hmm. in Voldemort's like coming back and everything else, and it kind of explains some of the shit. It starts to explain the douchedom that is James Potter. Ooh, James Potter. That motherfucker. You want to talk about my least favorite character? James motherfucking Potter. Listen, he I I I've grown on the idea that he grew as a person. He and was like, a rich, spoiled little shit. He was a hundred percent. But like, I feel like what we know of Lily Evans is that she wouldn't marry some guy if he still was shitty. I would hope uh, so. Maybe he had like the Mister Darcy effect. I don't know what that means. Okay, so Mister Darcy. The, here's the thing. This is a digression. I will make Carmen as part of this podcast. She's watching Pride and Prejudice. Oh. But like. Mr. Darcy, what people misunderstand about Mr. Darcy is that he's not a bad boy and he's not like, the, the fantasy isn't that he's an asshole or anything. The fantasy is that he is a fucking asshole and Elizabeth's like, you're a fucking asshole. I would never marry you, ever. He says this thing to her that's the douchiest thing in the world. He, like, he says like, did you expect me to rejoice in the inferiority of your connections? Fuck Just off. like, like, like things that to this day are still the douchiest thing you've ever heard from some guy and then he proposes marriage to you right after she's like no never and then he like is like oh i'm a fucking asshole and reflects and then changes on his own and doesn't expect anything from her that's that's the mr darcy fantasy is that you tell someone also she obviously elizabeth grows and changes as well but the mr darcy fantasy is like you tell a dude you're a piece of shit and he's like i am i am and then changes as a person that's fair anyway so um well fuck james potter maybe james potter has the mr darcy effects i don't know um, yeah, I love, I love the third book. There's, there's just, like, everything the about Harry Potter. Oh, the you, night Okay, bus can we take a second? And fucking Shunpike. Let's take a second to talk about that night bus scene. In the movie? In the movie. Do I need a Jamaican shrunken head? Okay, the Jamaican shrunken head is one of those things that I... Try to forget? Um, try to block out? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I just... The Jamaican shrunken head. I know. 
I have some thoughts. My mom thinks it's so funny. To be clear, for those who don't know, <laughs> my background is Jamaican. My mom is Jamaican. And she thinks that the Jamaican fucking head is, is a riot. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, it's just funny because, like, there are so few racialized people in the world of Harry Potter. <laughs> and then, like, they show up in very the strange with a shrunken shirt. head. And it's funny. Yeah. So it's though, did you know that originally she intended Dean Thomas to be, like, more part of the group? And then he wasn't? Oh, I know. I think yeah. she also intended the same thing for Neville, so it wasn't like racism, but it was just like a, oh. Yeah, that happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like the third book. Um, the th- I mean, it's my favorite. It's <sighs> great. Um, I also like the twist in the, in the third book, and I think it's great. Um, and I like the whole thing about, like, don't trust everything that you read or don't trust everything. Like, that's when Harry kind of starts to It's the realize, calm before the storm of yeah. the fourth book. Because wow. he starts to realize that, like, oh, the Daily Prophet is, like, also is inaccurate and like this should be yeah. here the, the rumors and the stories like you need to figure it out on your yeah, own and all, everything about harry's isolation and how he feels so lonely yeah and then oh all the oh, stuff like he does like have family crookshanks and like ron and hermione arguing and everything yeah it's it's great it's great it's such a good book um, and then and also, we, yeah i think it's just like the way it's told is also very complete yeah it's yeah. great and then we get oh sorry and then we get to the fourth book which is I think really great. Yeah. The book is fantastic. So much longer. So it's funny you go longer. from like, like, I don't know, a couple hundred, couple hundred pages, couple hundred pages, and then like 500 pages. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's so good. It's because very good. It does have, you know, this is one of the things I hated the most about the movie was that it kind of gave you a hint that Bartimus Crouch wasn't Bartimus Crouch. Yeah. And because Barty Crouch does that thing with the that, face. like weird tongue thing. And I was, that the Doctor does? Yeah. Who's Doctor Who? Yeah, the Doctor. Doctor Who. Um, but, like, there is not an inkling of a sign that Barty Crouch is not who he claims to be. Or you mean that Or Moody? that Moody is not who he claims to be. I guess so, yeah. Because um, he, he does such a not, good job of it and all the constant vigilance and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's so funny that we're all attached to Mad-Eye Moody, but we don't meet him until the end of that book and then don't actually meet him, like, properly until, like, the sixth book. And then he dies. No, the fifth book, I mean. And then he dies not that long In the seventh book. Yeah. But like I'm saying, like the fact that you like we go all this time being attached to this character and the image that we have of Moody still is, is Mad Eye Moody. Is Matt who Mad Eye Moody is is actually just Barney Crouch Jr. Which I Playing think is a really Mad-Eye cool thing. Which is hilarious. But like I love the fourth I love the fourth book. So part of me loves it because it, it kind of starts introducing us to like I think we still know, we start to get hints, I think, you know, for a second, third book about like the weird um, marginalization that happens yeah. within the wizarding world. Because, like, the best thing about Harry Potter, or one of the, I guess, devices that J.K. Rowling used to her advantage a lot, was um, the <laughs> was the fact that Harry doesn't know anything. Yeah. And so you're able to, like, slowly peel back layers. Exactly. And so I really like the part about the, the house elves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really funny because Ron is one of those people who I think like a lot of wizards is like, they're happy doing what they're doing. What? Or, What's the problem? And then Hermione's like, how the fuck dare you? Yeah. Um, and so, and, and Harry's just kind of in the middle going like, I don't know what yeah. the fuck is going on. Harry's just like, I guess it seems bad. There's a part in, Harry, in the fourth book where it's like, because Harry is such a curious character. He's always so curious about everything, yeah. but he's not curious about the world he goes to, which is like a little bit of a leap in logic yeah. because like, Naturally, like if I was Harry Potter, I would be like Hermione. I'd be like, I'm learning everything. everything. Yeah. Harry's just like, I'm gonna be super curious about like certain things, and I'm gonna like very much chase that information. But general information, someone will tell me. Yeah, someone will tell it's me. Ridiculous. Like he doesn't even realize that they're like he doesn't. He has that moment where he's embarrassed when they're at the Quidditch World Cup because he doesn't think that there are other wizarding schools, and he's like, oh yeah, Dumbass. there must be. And I'm like, you're so stupid. <laughs> um, and, and, um, yeah, so. I did like the Quidditch World Cup, because yeah. it is one of the rare times where you get to see, like, the different wizarding stuff. The different wizarding stuff. Uh, everything about the tent is always, like, magical to me. You know, I love that. And then, actually, the thing that they don't really show in the movie that I think is, like, real fucked up, and this first sign of the, like, how fucked up things are going to get is the way they torture the family oh. of, it's disgusting. The, of the muggles who are um, running, the, running camp. the campground. 
And you're just like, oh, damn. This is horrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. And, like, the idea... Like, can you imagine if you were at an event now and then fucking white-headed, white-cloaked KKK members just showed up? And started torturing... That's terrifying. ...a family? Yeah. yeah. So it's essentially what happens. Essentially. I just... I like the fourth book because it, it also, like, Harry is, like, trying to, like... I don't know. He's growing up and he's has, like, weird angst stuff going mm-hmm. on. And then also, like... He's dealing with, like, journalists who are trying to, like, get all up in his business and there's stuff about the discrimination that, like, Hagrid has to deal with because he's half half giant. giant. And so that's really nice. And you get to kind of find out about, like, Hermione gets a boyfriend, sort of. Yeah. Mr. Victor Crumb. And then, like, Ron's jealousy in that. He's just um, a straight up, straight guy being a piece of shit. Straight guy. like, your friend has with the enemy. (laughs) Fuck off. Oh, Ron. But the thing is, that's very, like, I like the way that's done. Because exactly. it's very much, like, a teenage boy who doesn't know how to share his people and how to share his emotions. Like, all the stuff with Ron being jealous of Harry. Some people will be like, oh, that's so mature of him. I'm like, yeah, yeah he's, he's 14. 14. <laughs> like, it's one of those things, though. Like, Ron comes from a family that everyone's so awesome. He has, like, his eldest brother was, like, the coolest guy in the world who... We'll get into the weird sexuality about Harry Potter, but Harry definitely was like, oh, he's so hot. Yeah. Um, who's, like, some hottie. And then he has, like, a brother who's, like, abroad doing dragon training. And then he has a brother who's also, like, head boy. And then he has two brothers who are, like, the rebellious role that he could potentially take is already taken. Because they're already the yeah. rebels and they're already super cool. And then him. And, and then, then he sister. has his sister who's, like, very, like, smart and very talented and whatever. And is also the only girl. And he is best friends with Harry motherfucking Potter. Who, like, outshines him How Outshines him all day, and every is, day. And might I add, has a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Has a fuck ton of money, and he doesn't, he's, like, it's one of those things, like, it's something that, um, like, the idea that Ron eats a lot, I'm like, yeah, it's because he's poor. Yeah. The idea that Ron is, like, like, um, has all these insecurities, it's like, yeah, because he's poor. <laughs> like, like this working class man does yeah. not get a get probably did not get a full meal all the time. No, and so the idea that like Ron is like um I don't know, his all of, all his insecurities are based off of the fact that he's like the youngest boy and he's poor and he already has this complex that his best friend is like Harry Potter and his other best friend is like the smartest person on the planet in the whole school. Yeah. And so that's so that's like, a thing. Naturally. There's a lot going on. And then Harry witnesses death for the first time. Which is very important. Which is Ooh. important and horrifying because I, can I just say, I could not stand Cedric Diggory. Okay, you, okay, we're gonna, Carmen, I think you don't like Cedric Diggory because of Twilight. Probably. But I also, like, as a character, it was funny because I never really cared much for Harry Mm-hmm. But, like, when Cedric did all the things, like, he went out with Cho Chang yeah. and all those shit, I was like, how the fuck, how the fuck dare you, sir? Yeah. How, how dare you? And I, it was really upsetting. Um, and I was, like, really angry and I was, like, jealous for Harry. Yeah. Which is funny. Um, and so, like, I didn't like him. I didn't like that he had a dad that was, like, super. Oh, his dad's a douche. His dad's a fucking douche. Oh, I did like Cedric Diggory, though. Um, and, like, when Cedric dies, that was, like, the first moment, like, shit got real. Yeah. And it was so horrifying because it happened so fast. Yeah. That was like the brilliance of Cedric's death is that like they're they just get like, there, no, whatever. And then they're like, oh, what's going on? Kill the spare. Dead. Yeah. And like this, then this like 17 year old boy is dead. That's yeah. it. And that's the end of that. And so. And like that's such a horrifying moment for Harry. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So everything with the tribes of tournaments cool. Um, I do like, 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 the thing is. In the movies, again, they use Beaubaton and um, Durmstrang as, like, male and female. But in the books, they're just, like, schools of people from of oh, either gender. Like co-ed <laughs> schools. Yeah, the co-ed schools. They're, like, regular schools. Um, Although, but, I did like the character... What is his name? The headmaster for... Um, Karkaroff? Yeah. Yeah. Victor Karkaroff? Yo. Igor. Igor? Victor? Victor oh, Victor Crumb. He was quite the man. Like, I remember... I read it and I like could not stand him because mm-hmm. he seemed to me like the snitchy informant. Oh, hundred percent. And of course he was, because then they tell you that he is. Yeah. And you're, you're just like you trash ass human. Oh, I just thought of I just thought of Rita Skeeter. Yeah. I love Rita Skeeter. Yeah, she's the best. Rita Skeeter's the best. Um, who's that other weird side character? Ludo Bagman. Oh yeah, the guy with the gambling addiction. Yeah. Always so bad for him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're so good. 
Yes. And then we move on to book number five, which is my least favorite book. Which is fair, but, like, I do think rereading it, it's, like, it's not like it's badly written or anything. No, no, no. It's just that, like, there's so much going on that's traumatic. Yeah. That it makes sense. Like, Harry's, like, caps lock Harry when he's so upset. You're, like, when you first read, when I first read, I was, like, calm down, Harry. But then, as an adult, I'm, like, oh, no. He's, like, 15, and he saw someone die two months ago. Yeah. Of course he's angry. Yeah. Of course he's, like high strong emotions all the time and just like like can't handle it doesn't know how to do anything mm-hmm. and then like it the thing is the fifth book and also the fifth book has fucking umbrage which we discuss horrible bitch everybody hates but it does introduce luna lovegood and i will forever be thankful for that because yeah. she is great and i love that harry feels like he's crazy or like something's wrong with him because he can see the Thestrals. The Thestrals. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I love that. I love that it's like... You but she's like, no, you can accept see it. And she saw her mother die and it's just so sad. I know. And it's it's great that you can that you can see that and it's beautiful and they're like connected and she's a weirdo. I kind of like that she's like the opposite of Hermione. Yeah. But she's still like super smart. Yeah, because she's also like a Ravenclaw. And I like how it shows that like intelligence isn't... Um, like her inclusion in Ravenclaw, for example, just shows that like the way that intelligence is viewed is... It's more than just, like, books. Exactly. Um, Which yeah. is so nice. And it's, like, it's really cool. And then the fifth book also brings us to somebody's untimely death. Oh. Poor, poor Sirius. We didn't actually discuss Sirius at all. The thing about Sirius that I like so much is that he does his best to communicate with Harry. Like, and he cares about him so much. There's a part in the movie that they don't have in the books that I think that, like, if they could add, like, one line from the movies to the books, I would add this, is when they're fighting. And, and it's a good one, James. Yeah, nice one, James. I'm like, that's perfect. Because they don't really address any of Sirius's issues in the movies because they don't have time to. Yeah. But, like, that is succinctly addresses every single issue that Sirius Black has. Is that he couldn't protect his friends. He couldn't protect his friends, and that he also is, like, idealizing Harry as his friend. Exactly. Because he's like, oh, this relationship is gone, but no, it's still here because he looks just like him. Exactly. And you're just like, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's it's so painful. Oh, and speaking of sad, the saddest thing in the series, maybe, is the Christmas at the Closed Ward when you see Neville's fucking oh, parents. Oh my god, I had forgotten that. That yeah. was awful. It's so depressing. That? Okay, so when you find out Neville's story yeah. about how his parents were tortured... To the point of basically being, I guess, the equivalent of, like, lobotomized yeah. for our muggle people. <laughs> for you muggles out there. <laughs> um, and then, the, like, the candy wrapper stuff. Oh, my like, God. his mom gets so him the candy sad. wrapper. And, like, the fact that his grandma's, like, like, you always describe his grandmother as this, like, I don't know, domineering woman. But she's just like, yes, yes, all right, take the, the wrapper. It's just so sad. It's so hard. I just... And oh, I mean, then Neville. you do have Gilroy Lockhart being still crazy. Oh, Gilroy. And he's great. And it's funny because his personality has not changed yeah. in the slightest. He is still the same person. Yeah. Uh, which is fantastic. But yeah, like the, the stuff with him being in the, in the house and like, or not being in the house, being in the hospital and like Harry realizing that Neville has had like a really hard life. And yeah. like, I'm like, bro, what? Did you not take a second to think that, like, you're not the only motherfucking orphan? But, like, whatever. It's fine. Well, I guess Harry didn't. Because the thing is, Harry Potter is, like... It's not that he's, he's like, self-centered. I think he just... I think... If you you think about, like, the psychology of Harry Potter, like, he was raised um, by people who didn't give a shit about him. And, like, he was kept in a cupboard under the stairs. Which brings me to my point. Which is, like... Uh Uh-huh. You know. No, I know it's hard. It makes him, I think it makes him, like, I think it both makes him, like, very accepting of terrible situations. So, like, I think he, I, like, you yeah, think, right. like, when he thinks of, like, Neville's an orphan, he's like, oh, yeah, that, you know. That happens. Whatever. Yeah. And, um, but that point does bring me to my point mm-hmm. about how white people <laughs> can obviously get away with all sorts yeah. of shit. For like real, abusing though? children, because let me tell you, for real. if Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon <sighs> in, the, in the London, England that we know were not white, mm-hmm. they would not have gotten away with that level of abuse. So, I mean, I want, I want to finish the rest of the Harry Potter books first, but I do want to mention briefly, like, the racialized Harry Potter headcanons, like, I love them, and Black Hermione gives me life, but the thing is, 
often what they do is they'll have like brown or like Desi Harry, like the yeah. idea that Harry is like maybe like James was like brown or like Indian, right. and that Harry is too. And the idea that the Dursleys are abusing a brown kid, I'm like, makes even makes it more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. A white kid being abused is one thing. If Harry is like brown and they're like abusing him and nobody cares, perfect. Makes sense. Yeah, Checks that's fair. out. It also makes everything about like Uncle Vernon's extra racism make yeah. sense, and everything about him them being like your unruly hair and like you're so lucky that we take care of you. It makes like the idea that it's yeah, also racist fair. is like. Mm, that's it. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Perfect. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, now the sixth book. The sixth book is kind of like the... It's, it's not, not like... doesn't. It's, sorry. It's not like things don't happen in it, but it is kind of like the... Slower. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. Whatever. I think... So it explains a lot of stuff around Dumbledore. Yes. Um, which I find interesting because like... Dumbledore. K-A-F for Dumbledore? Yo, for real. Okay, so some people will say, I, how was I supposed to know that Dumbledore was gay? Or she just pulled that out of her ass or blah, blah, blah. I read those books and I was like, oh, honey, somebody's gay and I know it. I was certain. Carmen read those books and thought Grindelwald was a woman because she was so certain that it only made sense for Grindelwald to have been an old lover. Oh, heterosexism. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that heteronormative. <laughs> just, the, just the everyday thing where I you cannot like, picture a relationship outside of the heteronormative he, nonsense. She read every he as she, she. Just because literally. she was like, oh, it's his, it's his uh, ex. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, that was me 100%. No, but I, I like the sixth book because I think that, like, we're, one, we're not supposed to like Dumbledore very much. I think yeah, Dumbledore's a complicated character, and I think he's supposed to be a deconstruction. I think, again, I will always defend, or I will not always, but I will often defend J.K. Rowling because I'm like, no, I think you're not understanding that these things are intentional. This yeah. is a book. She yeah. didn't write it being like, oh, he was that. Like, she knows. Yeah. And everything about Harry Potter is often a deconstruction of, like, certain tropes. Like, the chosen one trope is deconstructed because Harry is the chosen one literally because Voldemort chose, chose him. And, and not because he was, like, it was ordained. It wasn't ordained. And the fact that they all, they even say in a story that, it, like, prophecies are often wrong or they don't even get fulfilled. Yeah. You choose a prophecy to get fulfilled. So that's why he's the chosen one. It's, a, it's not, like, the typical chosen one narrative. And then with, um, what were you saying? Uh, Dumbledore, Dumbledore being a dick. Dumbledore being a dick. That's on purpose. No, oh, of, of course he's a dick. Of course you're a dick if you're the person who's like, like um, shepherding a child through like traumatic events and being like, he's gotta do it. Like, like of course he's terrible. I can't. And like, he has to be terrible because what else are you gonna do if you're trying to, to fight Voldemort? And like the idea that he knows. I mean, you find this out more so in the seventh book. The idea that he was always on top of it. He knew that Quirrell was bad. He knew that there was something going on in these situations, but he sent Harry in there anyway because he knew he had to. Yeah. Um, Which and, is just uh, fucked up. Yeah, but you anyway. get closer to, like, like that. You, you learn about the Horcruxes. Yeah, which is great. Oh, you get Slughorn, who I love. Oh, I love Slughorn. Um, and you get, you get, like, a lot of weird relationship shit. That is honestly probably the only thing in Harry Potter where I is will that, say it's kind of poorly written. Like, is all that this where stuff, they talk about Tonks and... Lupin? Is that one that starts? I think Tonks and Lupin starts then, yeah. Um, because everybody has this weird thing where they think that she's... Her, her Patronus is a wolf. And they think it's it's like because of Sirius Black or something. Yeah. As if, what, she's in love with her cousin? Which Very I guess strange. for wizards is fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have that. But then the only... The, the one that I was going to say is poorly written is the Harry-Ginny romance is weirdly written. I can't. Because like Harry's like jealousy is described like a monster in his chest and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, it's one of those instances where you're like, J.K. Rowling was never a 16-year-old boy. She doesn't know what she's talking about. You know? No. Yeah. And um, also, like, we know that that wasn't Harry's number one choice for partner. That's fucking wrong. That was wrong. Okay. So, okay. Let's talk about bi Harry real quick. So, Harry Potter is bi as fuck. And I will, again, fight someone in Alley yeah. about that. Because yeah. Harry Potter, Amen. anytime there's like a hot dude... Harry's like, oh my god. He is so attractive. Oh Look at those eyebrows. Oh, how hot he is. The, the bone gin, structure. The only two girls he likes are athletic. That's true. Ginny and Cho. And I mean, he really, the reason he ends up with Ginny. Is because he wants to be a Weasley. Like, so bad. If Ron was available, if Hermione didn't call dibs and Ron was available, 
He's in. Harry he would is have married marrying Ron. Ron Weasley. If Ginny was not available, he's marrying like Percy or some, he'll marry. He'll marry anyone in that family. I'm certain of it. Yeah. Harry Potter is DTF with a Weasley. Full stop. If Ginny had a sister, if there was another sister, Ginny was fucked. Yeah. Because Harry Potter wanted to be a Weasley. So bad. that is it. And Harry's also attracted to men. It's very obvious. Yeah. He's like, ooh, Voldemort, he's so hot. Ooh, serious, he was so hot. Oh, look at, like, Bill Weasley, he's so hot. I'm like, bro, calm down. I know, I know. That's a lot. Like, I obviously, you have to describe characters, but, like, um, Harry Potter is pretty, like, the series, I mean, is pretty infamous for having just, like, very basic descriptions of people. Yeah. But when they're hot, Harry's just like, ooh. ooh. Yeah, I know. Who's that man? I know. But yeah, the romantic stuff, like, I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, but then we get into the seventh book, Ooh. where there is a very special romance Ooh. that I would like to bring up. Please do. Snape. Oh, God. I didn't know you were going there. <laughs> Lily <gasps> who were meant to no, be together. No, they were. Yes, they were. Okay, Snape, Snape debate's coming, but no, they <laughs> fucking weren't. Fuck. She loved him. You. And he loved her. He no. Was, he had a damaged little heart. She did not love... Okay, no. He, was, he had a damaged little heart. Who cares? And... Who cares? He damaged only trusted heart her. You can, we're gonna... Okay, hold on. Let's let's hold the Snape gate till we finish oh, this, this Harry Potter seven. Okay, seventh book. Awesome, like, introduction of, like, uh, them doing all their shit on the road. That's all super cool. Um... The everything with like the Battle of Hogwarts is super cool. All the characters who come back. I'm so Neville sad being that a badass. Neville being a badass. I'm so sad that like um, Colin Creevy dies. Or is it Dennis Creevy? Colin. Colin dies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Colin Creevy dies. Super depressing. Um, Lupin. Lupin has Lupin dies. Straight up saddest story As that has he ever existed. Just fucking, he like has a son and he's so excited that he doesn't have any of his like werewolf blah 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 and then he's like dead. Um, everything with the resurrection stones really good. All Dobby dying. Hollows. Do you want to? No, no, no. Dying. Let's take a second to talk about Carmen's number one grudge with J.K. Rowling. Okay. It is the motherfucking death of Dobby. If I have Dobby to, is a free elf, and then he motherfucking dies. I've elf. never. I cry every time. I sob every time I read that part because Dobby. Like, I was like, what the Dobby fuck did Dobby ever do to, to you? Deserve that. What the fuck did Dobby do to you? Dobby didn't deserve that. Hedwig didn't deserve that. And every, listen, and then when I, I think somebody asked her about it, and she's like, well, innocent people always die in wars. And I'm like, you hobag. You monster. Oh my God, killing Fred? Well, there, I mean, technically. Do you have a spare? Do you have a spare? But that's so depressing. Imagine no, I know, I know. And they I died. know. Ugh, it's awful. No, I know, I know, but and for me, like, Dobby... an identical twin, because then he's just going to see his brother in the mirror. Really. Ugh. Dying? Didn't have to kill a Weasley. No. Why? I'm but so I... glad that... If they had killed Ron, throwing the books away. No. Um, and then... I'm so glad that they didn't. Yeah. That was horrifying. And then Ron and Hermione get together, and it's so sweet. And it's um, beautiful. I it's love beautiful. that. beautiful. I do love Ron and Hermione together. I do, too. When people talk about, like... Oh, remember there was that thing when J.K. Rowling was like, oh, maybe they would have marriage problems. And I was like, yeah, because... But she even said that it's because Ron is low self-esteem and Hermione is so, like, particular. And yeah. it's like, yeah, they would have marriage problems, but I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then the semi-redemption of Draco Malfoy, not really. Yeah, not really. It just really. becomes a little less shit. Yeah. And his mom's cool. Yeah. Hell, his mom's um, a badass. Yeah. And then there's that. And then, um, I don't know. Oh. It's my bedtime. <laughs> um... She is, uh, yeah, she's pretty cool. I think I thoroughly enjoyed Professor McGonagall in the seventh book. Ooh, and the thing when Harry Crucio is one of the caros for, for spitting at her, and he's oh. like, fuck you, bitch! Don't you fucking talk to McGonagall like that. And, and, and then he was like, oh, yeah, I guess you really do have yeah. to, like, mean Feel it. Feel it. You gotta, you gotta want to kill to hurt someone. And I was like, yeah, fair. Um, Okay. That was okay. great. And then there's blah, 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 look at me, et cetera, et cetera, Snape dies, who cares? How dare. Let's get the Snape How? gate. No, wait, wait. <laughs> How dare you? Because when Snape says always. Oh my gosh. I, I it does get me. sob. The Half-Blood Prince Kay. chapter is good. So good. So I remember, so whoever's listened to our last episode on suicide, my, my partner um, and I read the Harry Potter books, like I read them to him while he was like in and out of the hospital and mm-hmm. stuff. 
And I specifically remember reading that chapter and I couldn't get through the part where Dumbledore asks him the question. After all this time. After all this time, I couldn't get to that part. <laughs> oh, and, and so, and then he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. And so I gave him the book. And so he rereads like the paragraph and then gets to that part. And this man also starts crying. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so neither, neither of us could finish the chapter. Um, but that, like that chapter is so good. It's so good. Uh, it just like... Um. And it's like an information dump, but it's really well done, and everything that's so, beautiful. So emotional. So emotional. Oh my gosh, the the um between King, the King's Cross scene when when he's just like, is this in my head or is it real? Yeah. And he's oh like, my of course it's in your head, but why would that make it not real? real? And I was like, <laughs> the Harry Potter for me. I know. Course is happening and in it's head. so good when I read that part the way I see it is because like I don't see mental health stuff as like necessarily bad things I think society deems certain changes yeah. or like differences in people's personalities and behavior as bad I mean that being said like I saw a funny tweet that was, or, or a post on Tumblr that was like yeah maybe like I'm not myself when I'm not on medication, but like that girl wants to lie face down a river. I don't want to know her. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, But like, I like the idea of like, yeah, it's in your head, but why is it not real? Because like different people have different realities. And Mm -hmm. I really, every time I read that, it just like fills my heart with joy. So good. And I also kind of like that, like Harry has to die. Yeah. I do like that. I like that he has to die. He has to make a choice. I like that. The use of the resurrection stone being something that, like, you can see the dead, um, and, like, they can't... It's, yeah. That's a whole Side thing. note. The three of us? Like, you, me, and Alicia. I'm a visibility cloak. Alicia is wand, and you are There's stone. Definitely the resurrection right? stone. Right? Yeah. Alicia, for those of you who don't know, okay. is our friend who lives in England right now. So... So that makes sense, because Alicia would definitely want the Elder Wand. She'd want that power. and But then she'd be murdered. A hundred percent. And then I would want the Resurrection Stone, mm-hmm. because I'd want to see my dead people. But it would drive me bananas bonkers off the wall, and yep. I would then kill myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would be the smart one with the invisibility cloak, who would just live <laughs> to be really old. Just be like, peace, gonna give this to my son, and then out. Yeah. Done. Fuck. So true. But it's, anyway... Yeah. We should talk about some of our issues with Harry Potter. We should. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a part two to this where we're going to talk about it. We're going to be calling it The Crimes of J.K. Rowling. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. But first, let's talk about Severus motherfucking Snape. How dare you? Listen. Okay, I am team... Okay, okay. Here's no, the okay. Let's go. I am team Snape. Let's go on this. I'm Team Snape all the way, and I know I'm gonna lose this 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 argument, and that is fine because mm-hmm. I will always always be Team Snape. I will hundred percent always. After all this time, always. Listen, I was Team Snape once too, but after all this time, nah. Like, <laughs> First of all, okay, can I just say that that man was tired? Do you want to know why he was tired? Because he was busy blocking Voldemort out of his brain. Not all the he, time. What do you mean, not all the time? No, Voldemort was, like, in fucking Kokomo. I don't know. He was somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Voldemort was was hiding in a forest in Albania Uh, for a while. Whatever. But, like, he knew that he was still around. Sure. And so, and he knew that Voldemort can read minds. Yeah. Ooh, we never talked about, like, leglimency. Yeah, but you can, basically, there are certain wizards, witches and wizards, that can read minds. And so Voldemort was one of them. And so Snape had to find a way to keep them out. And this, my friend, is how it happened. And I think the man was quite tired and quite overwhelmed. Can and you? can we just say who the real culprit here is? Oh. Dumbledore. Okay. Because that Dumbledore fucking knew this guy was an abusive piece of shit. Then he hired him as a teacher to keep an eye oh, on him. Okay, listen. Number one. Okay, so I guess this, the, the potion's position isn't cursed like the defense of the dark heart's position. But I'm sure Hogwarts can sometimes be hard to staff. One. Two, needed a potions master. This guy's good at it. I'll make him whatever. The fact that he kind of turned a blind eye to the abuse, that's, you know, that's classic Dumbledore. <laughs> so whatever. I don't blame Dumbledore. Tired is not an excuse to abuse children. You are a social worker. If someone was like, oh, I was tired. That's why I told, literally, 
um, what's it called? Neville has a pet frog, and then he makes him dissect frogs. Yeah, that's kind of that's. Bad. If someone was like, hey, Catherine, for your potion class, you have to pull apart cats. Dead cats. Yeah, that's a lot. That's torture. Um, he emotionally abused this kid to the point where his, dem- his parents were tortured to insanity by Bellatrix Lestrange and whatever is other Lestrange yeah. husband. And his worst fear is Snape. That's fair. Neville Longbottom was so abused by Snape. Harry Potter was so abused by Snape. Like, and everyone was emotionally tormented by him. He clearly favored, like, his house. He was a piece of shit asshole, 24-7 with children <laughs> that doesn't... You're not allowed to do that because you're tired or because your heart was broken. Listen, he liked a girl. She did not want him. She chose somebody else. Yes, but it was who she chose. So, what? okay, listen. She chose Still not the excuse. man that tormented not his mother fucking life. And then, not an and then excuse. he has to see this man's child Some with, the love so? of, with the love of his so life. Some, okay, I'm, I grew up with Severus Snape. We're friends, right? He starts hanging out with racists. Let's say he's a white kid, right? And it's me. He's, I have some friend. He starts hanging out with racists. And I'm like, your friends are fucking racists. And he's like, whatever. It's not that big a deal. You're okay. And then one day somebody is mean to him, tries to like, to, to like, to, to, to torture him. I step in, defend him. And he calls me the N word. And it's like, can we still be friends? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I that guess guy gets true. cut out your life. Yeah. But then he spends his whole life or that's like his that, problem. the rest of his life taking care of Harry. Carmen, I don't want to mention your high school boyfriend, <laughs> but if he was just like, <laughs> like somehow... <laughs> I mean, he's still obsessed, but like, if he was somehow like beating up on your kids, that's fair. Because you left him. That's yeah. I mean, I didn't. I did say I wasn't going to win this argument. Doesn't stop me from loving Snape. Oh my God. I also think that I must say that I think I also love Snape a certain way because of Alan Rickman. Okay, Alan Rickman, which is not fair. Controversial opinion. Terrible caster. Um, he really was. I mean, he's just like a. And, and a drama queen. Different, because he's the thing. He's like a... Alan Rickman like a, did a great job, and I don't want anyone to think that I don't like Alan Rickman or, like, whatever, but for this part of Snape, entirely miscast, because Severus Snape is a bitchy drama queen yeah. who freaks out and screams All at people and loses his shit. He throws bottles of things at people's heads. He's, he like he, he loses his mind on a regular basis. He's a very shouty, very passionate man. Yeah. And he's also in his 30s. Yeah. Severus Snape in the movies is like This like old weird woman. whispery ass. A whispery man who takes long <laughs> pauses in between his I sentences. Can't. I can't. That's how Severus Snape talks to the movies, and you're like, what? What's that one where he said something? I can't remember. There was a line in the movie where everyone started laughing because, like, in the theater, because he paused so long. Oh, no. Okay, so Alan Rickman is great, but also terrible casting. I guess you could interpret it as, like, being, like, he made the character his own. Yeah. And maybe some people prefer calm Snape, but I like my shouty Snape. Yeah, that's fair. And I think I think that's kind of why I can handle Snape is because like he's not as bad in the movies as he is in the in the books. He's like much much worse. Yeah. But I think that there'll I... there'll be no foolish one waving or silly incantations <laughs> in this class. Yeah, that's exactly how it says it. Yeah, exactly. And I just I like, can't be bothered. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've always like after I read that one chapter in book seven, I've just had such a <coughs> soft spot for for him, like. That's fair. I, I I used to be team Snape, too. I used to be like, oh my gosh, always. Oh my gosh, he loved Lily. And now I'm like, listen, <laughs> nothing of you've done is excusable. And like, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna rip the letter that like she wrote to someone else and just the love Lily, that's creepy as shit. And just rip her picture. That's creepy as shit. That's like fair. all of these things are gross and weird like, everything with uh, him, like, telling Voldemort, like, just don't kill her. Make it, promise me you won't kill her. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. Her husband? I don't care. Even though... I mean, I, I wouldn't care listen, about James like, fucking like, Potter. Like, she loves him. She's his, that's her husband. He's a, she's a child with him. And you're like, as long as I can have her. Oh, I guess that's true. 
Like, what would he do if, she, if, if Voldemort had succeeded and won, right? He only turns against Voldemort after he kills Lily. That's, yeah. He is a racist till the end. He literally only does it after he kills Lily. And, like, let's say he hadn't. What is he going to do with Lily? Was he going to, like, keep her locked away? What would he do with Harry? Would he kill her kid? I don't know, because Severus names bonkers. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I know. But I still love him. And I will always love him. Always. I know. I'm so sad. I know. He deserved to die. Yeah. And honestly, the only good thing that has come from Nagini being revealed to be an Asian woman is that a woman of color killed him. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. That is very fair. Um... The other stuff? Oh, well, the other stuff. So we're going to do a part two um, about the crimes of J.K. Rowling. We've been very effusive with our love of Harry Potter in this episode because we fucking love Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Carmen but has there are... a little music box of the Harry Potter theme. I have a tattoo. She's a tattoo. I don't have any tattoos, but if I did, I would have a Harry Potter one. Yeah. But there are issues. There are problems. That we will get into. There are things, shall we say, that involve a lady of white heritage not staying in the lane. That she should signed. <laughs> um, Madam. <laughs> so next time we'll be talking about the crimes of J.K. Rowling in our part two of our yeah. Harry Potter series. And um, if you like us ranting about Harry Potter, let us know because we will do it again. Often. Uh, if you want, like, specific, if you're like, can you talk about Harry Potter and, like, Specifically, I don't know the gay ships that exist. Yeah, of course we can. I'll, I'll talk about that for several can hours. Can you talk about how great it is when people want to ship Harry and Hermione? No, no, because we don't agree with that. Because that's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about why it's garbage and uh, in depth, and why those people are not cool people. I mean, they're fine. I don't want to alienate any Harry Hermione <sighs> shippers, but you're wrong. Hell's. Yeah. You're wrong because the thing, the best thing about Hermione not getting with Harry is that, like, you're not owed the girl. Hell no. Who the fuck are you? I know. And also they work better as friends. Yeah. Because Harry is, like, a little bit, he's not abusive, but Harry's, like, mean sometimes. Yeah. In a way that every time he's mean to Hermione in those books, she, like, shrinks. Yeah. But anytime Ron is mean to her, she's like, fuck 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 you. And that is what she needs. She needs someone who she can spar with. She can't spar with Harry. Harry is just, like... A mean person. He's, like, too... It's, like, a different kind of mean. Yeah. They're all mean. That's the thing about the trio. And maybe that's why we relate to them, because you, me, and Alicia are all mean. mean. really mean people. Real mean. That's great. But in different ways. Yeah. Anywho's. Um, so, yeah, we'll be talking about the crimes of JK, and uh, we cannot wait. <laughs> it's going to be so nice.